Isn't that like the best musical? I mean, not necessarily in my opinion, but mm. like one of the best musicals of all times. Well, gosh, it sure has endured the test of time, hasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, of course, now they have the, the Wicked, um, you know, the, the prequel or the... the uh, is it like a TV show or something? No, no, no. It's, it's that no, it's that Broadway, that Broadway musical. Oh, it's uh, yeah. It's haven't you heard of it? Wicked. No. Well, I've heard of Wicked, but yeah, it was I a book. Know. It was a book that was the Wizard of Oz told from the point of view of the of the Wicked stepsister, hmm. and then they turned it into a a musical, um, a drama, or maybe it was vice versa. Maybe it started as a musical and went into a book. All I know is that my my sister loved the um, the Broadway, uh, but she hated the book. So, they need to do one now, like from the the whatever the dude behind the curtain is, the, the wizard. Is that yeah, what is? the the wizard. Right, he would he'd be the Wizard of Oz. I was kept thinking Professor, but that's, <laughs> that's Gilligan's Island. That's <laughs> totally different show, man. <laughs> no, I used, to, I used to watch I used to watch Wizard of Oz a lot when I was a kid. And, um, um, man, the flying monkeys just always freaked me out, you know? Yeah. And then when she melted into that green puddle or whatever I'm it was, that was kind of, kind of creepy too. Oh yeah. For, for a little kid. Yeah. It can be scary. Anyway. Yeah. Why, why, how did, <laughs> why are we talking about that? So, uh, yeah. Welcome one and all to Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members serving as a catalyst to facilitate better worship in the local church. My name's David, and as always, I'm joined by... Kevin. Kevin and, Cruz. Uh, we are here to talk your ear off about worship. Yeah. Worship ministry, worship leadership, worship philosophy. Worship junk. All that stuff. Yeah. Any and all things worship related, and sometimes things unrelated. Uh, probably, oftentimes things oftentimes. unrelated. Yeah, you know, usually the uh, the beginning of our podcast, we end up talking about things like Wizard of Oz. Um, we eventually get into Hawaii, it. Hawaii, Coldplay right. concerts. I, uh, I got sometimes they turn into the entire episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that, a few Coldplay. few times ago, a few episodes ago, I recently got back from Hawaii. Uh, and that was awesome. Um, awesome blossom. Yeah, awesome blossom. Oh, The Office, what a great show. We talk about The Office too a lot from time it's to time. It's very spiritual. Yeah, not so much, but I think it's hilarious. Well, if you think of everything as in, like, what not to do. That yeah. It's very spiritual. What not to do as a leader? <laughs> do not be like Michael Scott. So yeah, getting back from Hawaii was um, was really tough man you know like like how do you go how do you go from a week in paradise to coming back here with like responsibilities and see that's what i was thinking i was like because when you when you called about podcasting today i was thinking i bet kevin's kind of coming getting back and you know getting that coming off of vacation things like I don't really want to do like the really hard work of ministry today. I just want to go talk about worship. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just sit in the in the studio and talk. Um, no, it, it's been good though. That's it, how I am after vacation. It's like I don't really want to do the hard well, work. Well, you, you know what was great? So I was gone. Um, I was gone Tuesday through Monday of last week, 
so I, I had I had one of our one of our co leaders lead worship, and then um, I'd scheduled uh, someone to lead worship this Sunday as well, um, which would be yesterday. And I, I didn't actually mean for it to to be the Sunday after I came back, but it worked out perfect because yeah, yeah I came back to the office like Wednesday and or Tuesday or Wednesday, and then I didn't have to try to put you know the service together because this guy was already planning it. And Sunday, I was able to show up to church and you know do my normal kind of Sunday thing, um, welcoming people, but I, I wasn't actually doing any of the leading. So it was actually a really great way to come mm-hmm. back. And I got to remember, next time I come back from vacation, to purposely schedule someone that first Sunday um, other than me because it, it was really relaxing. Until you get off your vacation buzz and yeah, yeah. back into life. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and it was a good way to ease back into it because... Or you yeah, can do what I did. Which is... And just plan the service before you leave for vacation. Yeah. And come back on the day that you have to lead worship, and then everything's planned and yeah. ready, and right. But, th- but you know, there's still so much that takes place like that Sunday, and True. and you know, so much that you're trying to orchestrate and coordinate. And it, it was it was really nice to not have to worry about you know everything from practice. Like I didn't have to you know go to a Thursday practice or a Sunday morning practice. And that was the other thing. Usually Sunday mornings, um, I'm I'm getting to church about 7 a.m. and um and this last sunday i i, I kind of rolled in at nine o'clock and and just kind of went to went up to warren the guy who was leading worship and said hey you got everything you need yep we're set kevin all right good deal warren buffett uh no no oh. no. <laughs> no that that's not no warren manley good guy he used to be a worship pastor for um for a long time uh, he's a canadian and uh, he's a Canuck. He's Canadian. I, um, I don't know. Sorry what I, <laughs> if you're Canadian and that offended you. We did yeah, not intend that. No. Yeah. I don't. I, I always try to. I always try to make you know silly little jokes with Warren about being Canadian, but it never works out. Cause I. You should the, ask him if he lives in Canuck Land. Canuck, That's no, what I always said to my Canadian friend. I haven't done that. Yeah, back in the college. We were traveling with one of the music groups, and we had to go from Buffalo, New York, over to Michigan, and it was faster to go up and through Canada really? than it was to go down and go through Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana. Pre, pre-9-11, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, so this guy's from Canada and he's in the van the whole time and I'm just, I'm just trashing, you know, just ragging on his country the whole time. Canuck land this, Canuck land that. Wow. And so, but he actually thought it was really funny. Oh, good. So he didn't take it offensively. No. No, you know, Warren, um, he, he actually, he's, um, a legal alien here in the U.S. and I, I always assumed that he had gotten like his residency, but that's not the case. And um, he he has uh, he has several um, adult daughters, and one of the, one of his daughters is actually on my worship team. She sings um, she sings vocals, and you know she you know she's married and she has kids. And it wasn't until just a couple of years ago she got her residency. She became an official American citizen. And uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I do tease him about that. And and but see, he, I have all the respect for that though. Yeah. If, if they're going to come to our country and and do it legally, oh sure. God bless you for being here. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And, and he originally came on a work visa. Uh, he was working at a company in Canada, 
and and they were opening up a factory in like um, I don't know where it was. Um, where was it? Buffalo or Brooklyn? I don't know. Who knows where? Who cares? Point is, he came here and then um, got married here and has kids and and then he he led worship at a church uh, about fifteen twenty years ago, and um, and you know he has like all, it's so great because he has all this great experience, uh, but a totally different style of leading worship than I than I do, and. And that's a good thing. One of the mm-hmm. things I'm trying to be better about at, at Laurelwood is is mixing things up, getting other people leading with other styles because, um, you know, you, you can only handle so much Kevin. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, that's very that's, – I, I totally – I do the exact same thing here. I've got a couple of guys that I think I've talked about before that lead. Right. Right now, one of them's leading once a month, and then uh, the other guy is, is about to lead once a month with another person who will lead the band. Good. So there will be three, at least three different worship leading experiences throughout the course of a month for our people, instead of it just being me all right. the time. Right. I think and it really, I think it just... It's a good variance. It yeah. mixes it up. And, you know, Warren, he, he's an older guy, you know, a retired worship pastor. And, you know, he, he has kind of an older style of music. And uh, it, it's a lot more kind of piano, kind of show, um, like showpiece piano type stuff. More like 40s, 50s kind of, um, you know, big extravagant mm-hmm. runs and octaves and arpeggios. And, and uh, so it, it's an older style. Um, you know, there there were people in our church uh, who just really loved it. You know, a lot of the older people just really yeah, loved it. They're digging it. Um, yeah, they were digging it. And you know, uh, some of the younger people probably weren't digging it. But you know, I, I think I think there's much to be said about um, being able to to as a community of believers being able to worship in different ways. Is he a really good piano player? He is. So you were digging it. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, he's a he's a classically trained pianist. Um I mean he plays like Rachmaninoff, you know. I mean he's he's really good. Does it bother you when people say pianist? Pianist instead of pianist? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think pianist is, is perhaps the safer way of saying it because yeah. no one, I no know, one, I know that's why people say it. But no it's one like, wants to like say the other word. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's not how you say it. Yeah, I'm not a pianist. Pianist. Yeah, I suppose you could just say I play the piano. It's probably probably keys. Just the, the safer. I play the keys. Play piano. I am mean, a piano player. I play. I, I tinkle the ivories. Yeah, there you go. Tickle the ivories. Tickle. Tickle the yeah, not tinkle. <laughs> T- yeah, we got yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, tinkle like notes, you know, tinkly. Yeah, up there. So anyway, so Warren he led worship on Sunday. It was great. It was different, and it was a nice break for me getting back from Hawaii. You know what I did this weekend? What'd you do? I had no band. Just you. Just me and a vocalist. Yeah. I, I do that I do that probably about once a quarter. Do you? Yeah, I just strip it down. I haven't done it for a year. So how how um how was the feedback? People how's really it? liked it. It was it was fun for me because I could just wail on all the songs and right, not, worry, not about worry about anything. Totally. And we got to do some of the songs that are harder to do with a band but yep. are fun to do on piano. Yep. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, one of the, one of the things I love doing 
um, again, just as a way of vi- variance, as a way of kind of mixing things up, keeping it different, is stuff like that, and and doing kind of a, a stripped down um, uh, Sunday set list type of thing, and and I, I always find that you know usually by the time we do it, people are ready for a, a little bit of a break, you mm-hmm. know, so to speak, um, because I, I don't know. I mean, I, I try to be very, I try to be very aware. Of dynamics and stuff as it is, but uh, you know when you're playing with a full band every week, you can only do so much dynamics. Yeah. And, um, you know, and <laughs> funny that's one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about. Um, um, <laughs> did I even tell you what we're talking about or what I wanted to talk about? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Good. I, I <laughs> but before we get into that, yeah. Sorry. Um, I've I, we have a cello player here. No way. Yeah, so we're going to be mixing it up a little bit with that, too. <sighs> Have so, you seen the movie uh, The Soloist, Jamie Foxx? No. Robert Downey Jr.? I'm Man, not. cool movie. My wife and I... Is it about a cello player? It is, yep. Um, my wife and I, we rented that movie a couple nights ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think Jamie Foxx is great. You know, Have you seen August Rush? Saw that one. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. That that movie I credit to my re-inspiration of music. Really? Yeah. It kind of awakened. Yeah. It awakened a new yeah, passion. Yeah, just, uh, just rung in my ears. but um, It resonated. Yes. That's awesome. Another really good movie that we watched recently was Freedom Riders. Haven't even heard of it. It's a very true story movie. Yeah. Which I really like true story and movies. And this is based on a true story. Yeah. The, the soloist is about this guy, Jamie Foxx, um, portrays this homeless man who uh, used to go to Juilliard School of Music. Um, and he played cello in the Juilliard School of Music. Robert Downey Jr. is a reporter for the Los Angeles Times. And um, anyway, he, he stumbles upon Jamie Foxx playing out in the street playing this violin with only two strings and um and and and, you know he's a homeless man he's kind of a little crazy he hears voices so he's you know mildly schizophrenic that kind of thing but anyway throughout the course of the movie is that bad if you hear voices well apparently um (laughs) okay Because, yeah, I just want to clarify that. Right. Um, I'll watch out for that. Yeah, anyway, throughout the course of the movie, uh, Robert Downey Jr. kind of builds a relationship and a friendship. And, you know, it's it's a story of redemption. It's a story about um, a man who, um, you know, had high hopes at being at Juilliard and ended up on the streets. And um, and through his playing, he's able to, to, you know, in a way minister to other um, broken down and out people. I mean, not not in like the classic Christian evangelical way we think of, but um, yeah, he he does. It's cool. It, it shows. I'll tell you what it is, man. It shows the power of music, and I love movies that show the power of music because mm-hmm. music, to me, music is personal. It's emotional. Music is a very big part of my life, and when you can see that portrayed on on uh, on the movie screen. And you see an amazing actor like Jamie Foxx portraying a beautiful. There's this. Uh, there's this one scene where Robert Downey Jr. gives him a cello because uh, the guy Jamie Foxx has, has been playing this violin with two strings forever, and he gives him a cello. And and there's a scene where Jamie Foxx he plays the, the cello for the first time um, in however many years, and it is absolutely moving. I mean, it totally moved me. And it's so beautiful, and it's so real, and you see that expression, and you see the power of music. 
And and that's the kind of thing that gets yeah. me excited. Yeah. I love that stuff. August Rush, I don't think is a true story. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, about um the was it it's about like the little kid yeah. who yeah, I don't kind think of a that's musical true. prodigy and and then like the music, you know, brings the, his parents back because Ru- oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that whole kind of sappy Hollywood um yeah. yeah. I don't think that's true. His parents reunite, you know, right. at the concert. Mm-hmm. And then they got the um um uh the the character played by uh um Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah, that that whole thing. Anyway, so So anyway, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to uh to work in this cellist in a awesome. very in a good way that's encouraging for her and also doesn't sound bad. Yeah. Cuz I think it. she's a good cello player, but there aren't very many uh worship songs out there that have cello. No. And so Although I was watching a One Republic concert the other night on OPB, and they have mm-hmm. a cello player. Who knew? Yeah, but okay. <laughs> so well, anyway, hey, yeah, let me know how that works. Yeah, I will. Um, we uh, um, we had a violin player for our Easter service. We did that song, um, um, that Chris Tomlin song. Um, oh, what's the name of the song? Um, Jesus Messiah. No, no, uh, Jesus. And the great da, 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 the victory is won. Uh, I will rise and yeah. I will rise. Um, has a beautiful violin part in it. I haven't done any of the new Chris Tomlin songs. No, nah, gosh, I I, uh, I love that new CD. I really do. I know I know you're kind of getting away from the Chris Tomlin thing. You're you're moving. <laughs> you're kind of going through a. Uh, David's going through this kind of Tommy Walker phase and kind of rebelling. It's not just Tommy Walker. It's just creative music. Yeah, yeah. That's da- what David, I'm going David's for. kind of going against the. Uh, the um, he's become a little anti Chris Tomlin lately. Yeah, I it's have. not a bad thing. It's to be just, anti-Chris Tomlin? Yeah, it's not a bad yeah. thing to be anti-Chris Tomlin. What what it is, is I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, David, you're just getting a little tired of the the progressive contemporary rock worship, right? Just just the, uh, it just all sounds the same. Yeah. That's what I'm tired of. Yeah. There's nothing interesting from a musician's standpoint. Yeah. Nothing interesting about the music. It's, you know, every once in a while they'll, flow in a, they'll throw in a flat seven chord. <laughs> That's that's about as interesting as it gets, you know. <laughs> but the other, but the rest of it, you can boil it down to about four or five progressions that everyone uses. And true, yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just ready for a change. Well, good. I'm not quite yeah. there yet. I'm, I'm loving the new Chris Tomlin stuff. Good the for you. United There's nothing Hill wrong songs. with that. You be proud. I'm proud. I'm proud <laughs> to, to love it. So speaking of um, classic, contemporary, progressive. Um, uh, progressive rock worship um what, what i was going to talk about today is uh, i went to a worship conference the integrity worship conference uh, right before i went to hawaii the week be- um the week before i went to hawaii i attended this uh worship conference uh it's you've just called- been burning to get this stuff out since then haven't you yeah i have and uh so so they they had just some oh, just some great great people there um paul Belosh. Belosh. Sorry, but I, I've been saying I've been calling him Beloch forever, and then and I then go to the then you heard him yeah I go to the conference right. and I hear him like I hear him say his own name and he's like he's like Paul Beloch I'm like oh I've heard it butchered in so many different ways I know Belachi Beloch Beloch yeah, yeah. Ba- Beloch 
Paul Barlow. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he said his name at the conference and I tried to I tried to write it out phonetically so I could try to remember it. So Balash. Paul, like Oshkosh Balash. Hey, that's a good way. Yeah. Oshkosh Balash. I like that. Paul Balash was there. Brian Dirksen was there. Catherine Scott, uh, she wrote Hungry. Uh, yeah. Brian, Brian Dirksen wrote Come Now's the Time to Worship mm-hmm. and some other uh, Refiner's Fire. That was a big one back in the early was 90s. Was there? What's that? Was Lincoln there? Uh, no, no. Uh, he, he was at the one a couple years ago that I went to. Um, but, you know, I, I got to be honest. Comparing this year's conference with the one I went to um, a couple years ago with Lincoln Brewster and Don Moen, you know, it, it's all it's all the inte- you know it's all part of the integrity label. It's all the integrity you know worship conference. This one was like ten times better. Um, well, it's probably good that Lincoln wasn't there because I think he's a great musician. Yeah. Like I love I do like his music. He's one of the guys I like. And um, but in terms of seminar material, right, he should not be doing any kind of seminar teaching because. Well, I, I he talked a, for like five minutes about the topic and then just opened it Q&A. up for questions and it, none of the questions had anything to do right. with were we, the were topic. Were we at the same one? Were we? Cause Up I, in I, Seattle? No, no. I went to the one um, I went to the one where it's in Beaverton or something like that. Um, or no, it was Clackamas. I don't know. South of Clackamas. But it was the same thing, right? Um, yeah. It was the same deal where, where um, I went. I went to. Uh, uh, I was excited. It was like a workshop from Lincoln Brewster on worship leadership or whatever, and and you know there's like 150 of us crammed in this tiny little room, and he's like, oh yeah, you know here's some ideas. Let's open it up for questions. And then the like the, the next 50 minutes we're all just like, what do you do? What do you do when you have someone on your worship team, you know, who can't sing? And I'm how like, how do you get your hair to stand up like that? Yeah. How how do you get a recording contract with Integrity? Can I collaborate on a song with you? Um. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it got to the point at this conference where, like, uh, and I I was so bummed because this was like my last, you know, seminar thing before that before the big concert at the end or whatever. And so I went to this tent, and it was supposed to be this one person, but he couldn't be there, so they had Lincoln come do another one. I was like, oh, no. I don't want more Lincoln. <laughs> so I left, and I went to another one. <laughs> nice. Nice. So anyway, yeah, th- sorry, Lincoln. One, I love your music, but. This one, um, you know. the one that I went to just uh, three, two, three weeks ago, um, so much better. Uh, Catherine Scott. But it's funny because that's probably what people are thinking about us. Oh. Because we, like, never talk about anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. This one's so Keep much- going. Uh, Ross Parsley was there. He um uh, he's part of the uh, New Life Worship um, at which I mean they got some great stuff coming out of there. Uh, John Egan, Jared Anderson, um, both of whom I I've uh, I, I really started doing some of the, um really embracing some of their songs. I, I led worship at youth group last Wednesday and uh, we did um I'm free. Uh, John Egan's song and, and we do that one here and uh, and they just love it you know, mm-hmm. I am free to run mm-hmm. cool song but I, I'll mm-hmm. tell you I'll tell you what man going to this conference like this conference was what you would hope for in a conference I really? came, I I came away from it so refreshed and so excited and so invigorated. Um, and that's what you want. You want you when you go to a conference, you want to walk away and be like, "Man, I'm ready for this next mm-hmm. year." 
you know, it's that kind of that picture of, uh, you know, and, and that's, that happened for you. Yeah. The worship leader. Yeah. Because I've taken people to conferences before and they come back charged and pumped up and I'm like, uh, there wasn't really anything there all that exciting for me. Yeah. You know? And exactly. I figured out some stuff, but that's just because I was so bored in the conferences that I had to figure out how to <laughs> keep myself no, occupied. And, and that's that's kind of how it was like a couple yeah. years ago when I went to the the one with Lincoln and Don Moen and um and yeah, you know, I, I came away from it like, oh, all right, that was cool. But this this year, three weeks ago, I, I walked away and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to to go back to my church on Sunday and to try some of the stuff out and. And, you know, I, I loved I loved what Paul Balash said. I mean, he he's he spoke a couple times during the um, kind of plenary sessions. And, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> he's a really funny guy. Mm-hmm. If you ever, like, have a chance to go hear him speak, I mean, he, he, he could be a stand-up comedian. Uh, he may have missed his calling. Well, actually, no, his calling pro- – <laughs> sorry, scratch that. His calling is leading worship. But, yeah, I think um, he's right on on his calling. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um but but he he was saying he said you know what guys uh he said there's a tendency you come away from a conference like this and and you're ready to go back to your church and you're ready to just be like all right let's worship you know and all right joel houston hillsong united here we go <laughs> and and you know you get the fog machines out and and you're you're you know you're ready to start doing you know He's like, don't do that, guys. He's like, don't go back to your churches and try to transform the DNA of who your church is. Uh, he's like, go back to your churches and and you know maybe through maybe through some um, slow changing and progressing, you know you can you can help your people maybe walk away with some of these ideas. But the last thing you want to do is is on Sunday just go there and cram everything down their throat. And I thought, yeah, that's that's a really good point because. Yeah. Because I walked away from it, and I'm like, oh, right, let's do it. Let's try this, and let's do this. Um, but but I, I kind of hated that. And so here's what we did. Uh, that Sunday, uh, this was the Sunday right before I left for Hawaii. It was kind of my last Sunday. We, um, um, we, we did a brand-new song from Paul Balash, and it was so cool because this song has— Which one? Uh, it's called Glorious. Um, hasn't even been recorded yet. Uh, but he, he taught it to us at the worship conference and I'm telling you what, like, you know how, how there's, there are certain songs that, that just become anthems in the Christian church and you know, how great is our God, Chris Tomlin, open the eyes of my heart. Or like, like every Paul Balash song. Right. And, and I'm telling you, I, I mean, I, I love Paul Balash. Um, and we do a lot of his songs, Hosanna, um, greater song, open the eyes of my heart. Of because course. of your love. That, we don't do that one. Really? Yeah, which is funny because I, I, um, I was hanging out at the conference with uh, Jeremy Anderson, who leads worship at uh, Philida Baptist. Do you remember Jeremy from Multnomah? He was in the choir for like one year. I probably would if I saw him. Yeah, you, I think you'd recognize him. Names not ringing a bell. So but. Jeremy Anderson leads worship at Philida, and uh, and and they they do that song because of your love. And he's like, "What, Kevin? You guys don't do this song?" What's I'm your like, problem? "I know." And I'm like, "Whoa, sorry," uh, because everyone else apparently does that song too. Yeah, it's about to get uh, thrown in the penalty box here. Uh oh, too much. Yeah. Uh, the last time we did it, people were just kind of like, uh, because "This you, song uh, again," you know. So. All right. Well, maybe you can uh, take. Maybe I'll take it out of the penalty box and bring it to my church. It's on the bench. All right. We'll sideline it and bring it. Uh, 
We'll bring it in the game. All right. Over at Laurel. <laughs> so all well, I'm now trying I got to hear this song. Okay. So all I'm trying to say is that um, Paul Balash has written some great songs, but this song, I really think this song has the potential to be the next huge song in in churches across America. Um, well, then you got to get it to me so we can do well, it before it's out there. I don't know how to get it to you because it's it's all up in my head. Um, Did you record your service on Sunday? On that well, not the music, not the music. Well, you're gonna have to play it here and record it for me before right. you leave. All right, fine, fine. All right. Okay, so the song is called "Glorious," and it's just an amazing, an amazing song. I mean, it, it's got a great hook. It's very catchy, very easy to sing, and the the text is. I mean, it's perfect for like an Easter. Uh, it's perfect for like a communion, um, and. And uh, I I was so moved by this song. We ended up doing it probably like four or five times throughout the entire worship conference, which is great because by the time it was over, I I kind of learned it enough so I could I could go home and and uh, work on it and write a chart and whatever. So it's not the Chris Tomlin glorious. No 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 no, okay. it's not that one. It's That's not... a pretty anthemic kind of a song too. Yeah, this one's way better though. Um, cool. This one's got meat to it. Not that Chris Tomlin doesn't have meat. So skinny little chicken legs. <laughs> <laughs> See now you're Sorry. hating. Now you're hating on Tomlin, man. I couldn't help it. Sorry. Anyway, so uh, Paul, Paul kind of he when he introduced the song, he talked about um, Paul grew up in like a Catholic background, which I didn't know. And I didn't um, know that either. And every time, every every Sunday going to church, you know, Jesus, he's always on the cross. And uh, you know, he he kind of just got used to that idea of Jesus being on the cross. And and you know not not to say there's anything wrong with that kind of iconography, that kind of iconic picture of Jesus being on the cross. I mean that's a very moving image. But I think the hope that we have as evangelicals is that He isn't on the cross; He's risen. And and when when Paul kind of finally came to faith and realizing that Jesus didn't have to be on the cross, kind of his first Sunday going uh, into a church and seeing an empty cross. Uh, was very, you know, was very compelling for him, and so he wrote this song kind of from that perspective. And and the song starts off, um, and so sorry, but he was sharing as he started the song, he was sharing about uh, that idea of when he walked into that church and saw an empty cross, and and, and it almost like he was looking through a keyhole, you know, it's like it's like God had brought him up into this tiny little keyhole, and he was looking through this hole, you know, and seeing this empty cross. And, and kind of this perspective of like, wow, there's so much more that I, I didn't even know. And so the song starts off, um, look inside the mystery, see the empty cross, see the risen Savior, uh, victorious and strong. Uh, no one else above him, none to match his worth. None, no one else to, oh, whoops. No one, no, 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 no. Uh, no one else who saves us. Ah, Shoot. Anyway, then the chorus, um, glorious, my eyes have seen the glory of the Lord. Glorious, he stands above the rulers of the world. Uh, and then there's a second chorus, glorious, glorious, um, Lord, you are glorious. Just a really simple song, but so compelling. So I, I walked away from, um, I walked away from that, that conference. I brought that back to my church. We did it as a special song. They loved it. We're going to try it again, probably this next week. And then the other thing that I really appreciated from the conference was um, um, Ross Parsley spoke a lot about family, and he talked about how church is is kind of like a family meal, and um, you know a lot of times in America we've walked away from kind of a family dinner 
uh, we, we don't really do family dinners anymore. You know, everyone grabs their food and they sit down in front of the TV. And that's kind of what happened that has been happening at churches. Everyone comes on Sunday for family dinner and they sit in their seats and they look at the projector screen, you know, which is like a big TV. And they just sit there and watch yeah. TV. And so Ross Parsley talked about the idea of bringing the concept of family dinner back to church and and sharing stories and knowing the people that we're we're working we're worshiping with and so you know what i tried last week um i actually thought of you because i know you do this a little bit where i just i just opened it up um uh kind of right after the music i said you know what guys let's continue worshiping and here's how we're going to continue to worship i want you i want to spend like five minutes and just turn to the person next to you not your husband not your spouse turn to someone you don't know just introduce yourself. Tell them who you are, where you're from. Maybe one thing that you that you enjoy doing, and it was awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Like people just like went for it. They started talking and and getting to know each other. And then I took it a step further. I took the wireless handheld mic and I went <laughs> I went out in the audience and I just started asking people to share their stories. I said, you know what? In a church this size, I know that people are. I know that people are are experiencing joys, maybe experiencing hurts, maybe even praying for something. Maybe there's something you want to share. I said, so if you have something you want to share, um, raise your hand. And uh, and it was great. People shared, hey, um, I I've been going through this and struggling with that, and uh, you know, praying for this, and and God's been answering. And one couple said, hey, on Wednesday we're celebrating our 50th an- wedding anniversary. You know, and and people like we're finally getting to know people in our church body we're having family dinner we're, we're we're sharing stories and it's not just it's not just everyone sitting in front of a tv so anyway th- those were two big things i walked away from cool yeah sounds like a very cool conference it was and th- trust me good. there's there's like a million more things i could share like i i seriously came back so excited um i think if you have if you're listening to this podcast right now go to the uh, integrity uh website maybe we'll put a link in our show notes and I, um, it's called the Deeper Conference. And if you have, um, if you're somewhere in the area, I, I think they're only doing like twelve or thirteen cities. But if you, if you are in the area where there is a Deeper Conference going on, I would highly, highly recommend you attending. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Do it. Now. They're, give it they're, to me. Uh, they're doing do it one now. in. They're doing one Three, in Texas. Two. Um, one. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Sorry. Yep. They're. they're they're doing one in Texas. They're doing one um, somewhere on the East Coast. Um, I think they're doing one in California. Um, so I know there's I know there's a few more stops to this deeper conference and some more stops to the tour. Go to the website, find out that they're doing it in the city near you, and go. It it was absolutely amazing, and it 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 left me encouraged. It left me excited to do ministry, and and I'm pumped. I'm pumped to be back at church now, leading worship. You know. That's cool. Yeah. Free kind of a resource. It's kind of along the same lines. There's this uh, one of the podcasts I listen listen to, um, Church Tech Talk. Mm. I think I've talked about it before. Yep, I know yep. I have, but um, they just did a free conference for tech guys at a church wow. back in Louisville, Kentucky. 
And so uh, I think if you go to gurusoftech.com or something like that, you can fit, you can find it. Or if you just go to churchtech.com, you can go find some of it. But anyway, they, they recorded a lot of the stuff, so you can get that for free. So you can go onto their website and get a lot of the, the conference materials for free and the recordings of the sessions and stuff like that. So Cool. For your tech guys, it might be a cool resource. Or cool. it might be a cool resource for any worship leaders who don't know anything about tech and would like to actually learn. <laughs> What a microphone does. What, what, do you speak into this end? Yeah. Wait, wait, where's it around here? Where do I talk? Can you hear me? Hey! Like that? Yeah, like that. About like so. Got it. All right, and well, hey. I think that's... Yeah. Are we good? Well, We've been talking a lot. Well, I just... Uh, I semi-attended this free webinar from this worship pastor back in New York, but the audio didn't work, so I just was watching (laughs) his PowerPoint presentation. So that part of it wasn't all that insightful, but it looks like the material would have been good, So I think, and I think you can download that for free somewhere. But uh, anyway, uh, Jason Hatley, I think is the guy's name. Yes, Jason Hatley, pastor of Worship Arch, the Journey Church in New York. Oh, the Journey. Yeah. I've heard of that. So you can go check that out if you want. Cool. But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Yeah. So, hey, be watching in uh, in about six months. Be watching for the song to hit Glorious by Paul Balash. And I'm telling you, six months to a year, the song is going to be in every church in America. Great new song. Cool. Also, our next episode will be the first in yes. the series. Yes. And, I'm uh, excited about I'm this. I'm very excited about this. I I, uh, I ordered the book and it's supposed to arrive today. Cool. We uh, we have decided to go through Paul Blosh's book, God Songs, and uh, we're just going to take a chapter at a time or however far we get at a time. It might not be a whole chapter. Who knows? Yeah. We're just going to take our time. We're just going to get through it and uh, just kind of discuss what we're learning from from this book, God Songs. It's about how to write and select songs for worship. So. So, yeah, if you want to follow along with us, um, I, I just went to Amazon, and I got the book for, like, 14 bucks. Really? Yeah. And you, you can also go to Paul's um, website. Uh, it's, like, leadworshipper.com or something. Just leadworship.com. Leadworship.com. Yep. And uh, you can buy it from there, but it's like, it's, like, 19 bucks or something. So if you want to save... If you want to save a few bucks, go to Amazon. Or if you want to give Paul more money, okay, well. go to leadworship.com. <laughs> that, yeah, that too. Sorry, I'm I'm probably jiffing Paul right now. He's, yeah. he's all offended. Um, so yeah, if you want to join, um, if you want to follow along with David and I over the next uh, several episodes as we go through this book, uh, order the book, buy it, uh, read it, and we'll go on this journey together. We'll get into this a little bit more, but you know. I'm really excited because I've been looking for songwriting podcasts and there there are some out there, but they're like a lot of podcasts like I've talked about before where they put out, you know, five or 10 or 20 episodes and then they just die. Yeah. And so there's nothing new. So once you get through what they have, then you're just kind of stuck and like, well, what are, what do I do now? Where do I go from here? I need some more stuff. And so, oh, no. so I'm really excited to start covering this and I'm, I'm really hugely into writing songs right now. Like awesome. I've never been writing songs like I'm writing songs right wow. now. Wow. So, I didn't know that. So, yeah, I'm very excited. Good job, David. 
So, anyway, if you want to talk to us more about uh, worship conferences, some stuff you learned, maybe you've been to the deeper conference and you've had uh, some of your own insights you want to share, you can do that on our website, worshipministrycatalyst.com, or you can do it on our social network, worshipministrycatalyst.ning.com. Or if you want to contact us individually, and some of you have done that, and we thank you for that, but uh, you can email me, david at worshipministrycatalyst.com, or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. We love hearing from you, so don't shy away from it, and you can uh, get in touch with us anytime. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.